This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I knew I was comfortable in this seat. I knew I was comfortable in this in this studio, and not just because from the from the office from the Chicago offices, Courtney Cronin, the manager, the regional manager there in the Midwest, yeah, right. is 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 holding down the other half of this broadcast. But I am I am a kindred spirit to Chris Carlin. I am a prolific buyer of all things social media ad, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, whatever. I've got I've got new jeans on the way. I get targeted for jeans all the time. And not that one that's like Motten Motten Bow or Motten Bow. I I don't know, guys, if you see that all the time. I, I couldn't that's out of my out of my pay bracket. So I'll get the like stretch I'll get like the dad jeans, you know what I mean? The flex jeans. So I, I got to compare notes. If I could ever work with Chris Carlin, we can compare notes about impulse buys. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. For now, Courtney Cronin, far more fiscally responsible. I'm oh, Randy. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm Randy Scott. We are in for Canteen Carlin on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet Courtney, it's at Courtney R. Cronin. I'm Randy Scott, at Randy Scott ESPN. You can join the conversation on the Canteen Carlin call-in line, uh, 1-888-SAY-ESPN. That's 1-888-729-3776. Listen, if you're like us and you lost your blue check this afternoon, this is a safe space. Okay, we're going to be good and kind to each other. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Mm, God, just pour one out. We'll do that at 3.45. Dive into it. They played this at the last day of eighth grade in middle school for me. Joyce Kilmer, middle school. I'm not out here trying to give security security answer passwords, but Joyce Kilmer Middle School, man, they played that over the loudspeaker, and we all got emotional in our, how old are you in eighth grade? 14-year-old feelings? Courtney, what were the, would they would they play? What they play when you were in eighth grade? Probably something like recent, like Demi Lovato, because you're so young. <laughs> I wish. It was vitamin C's graduation. Yes. And then, of course, it was Green Day's, what is it called? Time of Your Life. Time of Your Life. But there's also, isn't there another, like. Title? Yeah, there's another, da- t- another I think title it's damn for it. it. I think it's That's what damn I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they played that song. But, I mean, that's what I was thinking earlier when the Twitter blue check marks all went away. And it seemingly happened all at once because I would click in my suggested for you column on Twitter where somebody still had a blue check mark. By the time I clicked on it, the check was gone. Oh, it feels, really? It, it feels like they did this kind of like when the Baltimore Colts just up and left and went to Indianapolis in the middle of the night, gave nobody any warning on that. We weren't, we didn't have any warning on this happening today. I do see that Adam Schefter still has his blue check mark, which is good because the, my biggest fear out of all of this, and it is kind of realistic. I mean, there might be an emergency someday, and there's a bunch of crazy information going out there on Twitter, so like a real-life circumstance. Mm-hmm. But the draft's a week away, Randy. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of information flying around there oh, yeah. that is truly unverified in every sense of the word. So at least our <laughs> insider for all things NFL is still verified so that's a good thing yeah just out of pocket just people just pretending to be people out of pocket i pity the person who pretends to me uh, you know impersonate me like you're in for a world of hurt dude like you're gonna be told that you look like howdy doody or uh the the neighbor from toy story or the progressive insurance guy like it's not gonna it's not it's not gonna be a fun shannon you're laughing too hard at that it's not gonna be a fun time for that person but again dive into that 345 speaking of the nfl draft We'll have our NFL insider, Diana Rossini, join the show uh, at 3.30. But we are beginning our focus with on... We need to come up with a, a new nickname for Dylan Brooks. 
Because the the top five, the top five MCs, Dylan, 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 and Dylan. He is a habitual line stepper, and he went at the second greatest player in NBA history last night and shredded him post-game. Didn't do much with him on the court. Like, LeBron got 28, and we talk about the stats that show that Dylan Brooks was effective as a principal defender and things like that. And yeah, Grizzlies got to win without John Morant. But the takeaway for me, Courtney, and tell me if I'm tell me if I'm wrong on this after game two between in the series, but the takeaway is what Dylan Brooks had to say about LeBron and not necessarily what happened between the lines. No, entirely, because he was out of pocket and he decided to go all in, step over the line, jump over it platoon himself into the next galaxy over that line because he saw a moment. Their team had just won. He's riding high. He had himself had a decent game. He only scored 12 points, and he's saying that you need to drop 40 on me if I'm going to show you any level of respect. Let's not forget, Dylan Brooks doesn't have a ring to his name. LeBron James has plenty. But Mm -hmm. he felt in that moment he was feeling himself in the fourth quarter and rode that wave into the postgame locker room. (laughs) I don't know if LeBron James has addressed any of the comments that Dylan Brooks spoketh on Wednesday night. But, man, these are are ones that are going to live in infamy, Randy. All right, so if you've been on uh, now a blue checklist social media landscape and you've seen some of the reference to what Dylan Brooks said. If you're hearing it for the first time, we are so glad here on Canty and Carlin that we can be part of what brings this into your life. This is Dylan Brooks' post game, and again, he's speaking about LeBron James. I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but... You know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. I don't care. He's old. And then it, just a, a wheezing cackle from a reporter there <laughs> and giving Dylan Brooks the green light to go ahead and keep spitting. Uh, man, he's talking about LeBron James and I guess LeBron has not yet given Brooks forty, but Brooks damn sure hasn't given LeBron forty. So wh- how does that respect? How does that respect go both ways? What do you make of what a guy with zero rings had to say after a nice night and a better win for the Grizzlies, but kind of made it about himself and going at LeBron? He's trying to be Draymond Green, but he's Draymond Green light. And there's a big difference here because, of course, the story of today with Game 3 on the way for the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings is the fact that Draymond Green, after stomping on DeMontis Sabonis' chest, getting the flagrant two, getting ejected, and then suspended for Game 3 because of the history of antics and whatever else the NBA wants to rain down on him, like, is he justified in acting that way? And is Dylan Brooks justified in acting the way that he did last night? What he said. And I've, I came down pretty hard on Draymond Green on TV yesterday. My take on it on Around the Horn was, yes, the NBA is well within their reason because at one point you got to hit him where it hurts and fines do not hurt. But Draymond Green acting the way he did, if you want to give him any sort of credence to do so, it's because he's got multiple NBA championships to his name. Dylan Brooks has none. Dylan Brooks is the gnat that's buzzing around your head and you can't figure out where it is and you just want to smack it and get it to go away, and he won't. He's an antagonizer, but it's not a cute look because you haven't done anything to deserve the right 
to say what you said about <laughs> LeBron James on Wednesday night. And I think that everybody looks at him and says, are you, are you serious right now? Standing there with your glasses on, with your you know gold iced out chain, your bare chest with a shirt covering, couldn't even button up the shirt in the moment. He had to have his chest exposed because he's saying it with his chest. <laughs> and then to like try to like dunk on LeBron proverbially afterwards, going as far to say that he's not the same player he was when he was winning championships in Cleveland and in Miami. My goodness. Like, I just, I understand the level of competitiveness, but this is just straight up bloviating from from Dylan Brooks. And I don't respect it. I don't think many people do. I think people look at him and laugh and say, you're really not that tough of a tough guy because you won one game in this series. They did it without John Morant. That is impressive. But it's not like Dylan Brooks is dropping 40 on LeBron and then trying to come at the greatest basketball player of this generation. It's a pretty weak look. It was a it was an interesting aesthetic performance. Like we can't on radio do proper justice to exactly what he was wearing. I'm I'm trying to trying to describe like picture picture bright white like cartoonish almost Elton John shades, a big I mean, no joke. Like you make your own joke. A big DB necklace, right? It's huge. That thing has Massive. to weigh at least ten pounds. Yeah, and he's strong. Like he, there isn't much about Dylan Brooks's game that looks good. Okay, like he, he, he looks out of place. He looks like a, he looks like a linebacker. Like he really does. He looks like a football player out there participating. Like, like the guy who would play in your intramural league in college, where you're like, I do not want to guard that guy. I don't want that guy guarding me. Right? But that's a college kid. Now we're talking about NBA players. And then, and the outfit is. Is like broad checked uh, flannel from like the nineties. Craig Sager wore that jacket, but open. That yeah. might be his jacket. And there's like an embroidering on the left shoulder, and he is like straight face. Like he's not laughing when he calls LeBron old and says exactly what you say. He's not the same guy who won titles. I I we've seen this year from Memphis. In my opinion, we have seen the transition from like enjoyable likable, gonna win over, neutral NBA fan, new blood in the NBA. We've seen that, like the upstarts, the underdogs, to I think a, a an overall team vibe that is a lot of what Dylan Brooks espouses, which is a lot of talk for a group that hasn't done anything yet. They haven't done anything yet. And if you are a Grizzly fan, you love Dylan Brooks. These are the guys you love on your team and you hate when you're going against them. The key is don't lose the neutral fan. I don't want to root for LeBron. I have LeBron fatigue like everybody else does as a neutral fan. I'm not a Laker fan, not a Cavs fan, not a Heat fan. I would love to see fresh blood, but not like this. I don't want to see this dude. I'm now like, there's a part of me as a fan that's like, I want to see LeBron give him 40. I want to see LeBron give him 50 at some point in this series. And I never thought I'd get there with LeBron. Do you think LeBron's concerned about, not concerned, that's the wrong word. Do you think he gives a crap about this whatsoever. Do you think this has even entered into his ether? Or again, is Dylan Brooks the gnat and it's more of a faint little buzzing <laughs> in LeBron James' ear right now? I th- because you, if you don't respect somebody on that level, it's not like it would be Kevin Durant or somebody else that LeBron has gone up against time and time again in his career. And he's like, all right, he said this about me. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to prove him wrong. Do you think he even cares about that? Because a lot of this is just the same sort of noise that we hear about LeBron James from the casual fan who, again, has the LeBron fatigue. 
<laughs> I think that you just group Dylan Brooks, who is a professional basketball player in the NBA, playing in the playoffs, one of the premier wing defenders, and we group him in with, oh, you're just like the, the fan at the bar talking about LeBron James because what's the one thing that he has in common with the casual fan at the bar talking about LeBron James? He doesn't have a ring. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. have a ring no, it's so fair. it's this guy spouting off <laughs> and popping off flexing his chest literally go watch the video the guy is sitting there puffing out his chest saying these things about LeBron James and I don't think a single person's taking him seriously on it uh, the, okay the, she she is Courtney Cronin I'm Randy Scott it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio we're in for the guys it's a great question because I think LeBron has reached a point in his career where he just he truly wants to win in a by any means necessary way. So whether it's he goes for 40 and they win, cool. Whether it's AD goes for 40, right? Anthony Davis steps up and LeBron is the second leading scorer. There's been a game this year that the Lakers won where he was the third leading scorer. Like, I think he's at a point where he just wants to win, especially in the postseason. Now, I think if he could dial it up, there is still that competitor streak where it's like, oh yeah, like you won't respect me until I put 40 on your head. Here's 40 in your eye. And we win. But it's about winning. That's what matters the most right now. So you ask if it bothers him. I th- I, I think in a private moment, he's like, what that? Who is this guy? Like, what do I have to do? You know, did, uh, does Uncle Uncle Shannon Sharp have to get up out his seat again and come at these guys and challenge everybody? Because Steven Adams didn't come through that door anymore. He's out for the playoffs. That, seemed, that seemingly was the only guy who was not afraid of Shannon Sharp. Like, I, I don't, I, I think it bothers him, but I don't think it's going to impact a, his motivation, B, his performance, or C, the end result for whether or not the Grizzlies win this thing. And that's the next question now, because it was a night where Anthony Davis had his worst field goal shooting performance in a playoff game of his career, where he took at least 10 shots, right? We're qualifying it that way. 13 points. He's blocked by somebody five inches shorter, John Conchar. Conchar could fall through the ceiling. You wouldn't know what he looked like. And he's up there swatting the brow at the rim. LeBron cannot win. When Anthony Davis takes a night off like this. And so the question now becomes, did the Lakers, on a night where there was no John Morant, because he's still out with a re-aggravated hand injury, did the Lakers last night lose their chance to put the Grizzlies away? I don't think so. I think that it's it's fortunate. They're fortunate in the sense that we know Memphis doesn't play great on the road they're 16 and 25 and 41 games away from Memphis during the regular season that even though they are the two seed you have to factor that in but what was exposed last night is what we knew about this team all along including the time of the trade deadline where they make all these acquisitions and only have to give up a first round pick for a haul that included Jared Vanderbilt D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley but you've got D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley They play offense. Jared Vanderbilt plays defense. These are one-dimensional players, and when you can force this Lakers team outside of LeBron James and really outside of Anthony Davis because we know he's going to draw so much attention, which he did again last night. And I mean, heck, if Xavier Tillman, I believe, is the third-string center on this team because Clark's injured and Steven Adams both out for the remainder of the postseason – He was the hero last night, and that's saying something when Anthony Davis, who should be rising above any sort of level, especially in the pain and dominating a a backup backup, is not able to do that. (laughs) That's that's pretty impressive. But I think that the Lakers and some of their flaws with the way that this roster is constructed, in spite of how talented these players are in their respective areas – 
The fact that you're not getting it on both ends of the floor puts too much of a burden on LeBron, puts too much of a burden on AD when he's already going to be commanding that much attention. And it opens up some of the flaws, or at least shines a brighter light mm-hmm. on them, Randy, than I think that we saw in Game 1. Jay Williams was on KJM, obviously. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max this morning on, on ESPN Radio, 6 a.m. Eastern. And he brought up something and someone that I don't know is even a possibility anymore as to what the Lakers need. I don't think the Lakers can win a championship with LeBron being the silent assassin. I think LeBron needs a little bit more. I'm just saying I think in order for them to win one this year, LeBron needs a little bit more of the Miami Heat villain in him to go next level. I don't know that he has the villain, and I don't know that you're going to out-villain a team that has Dylan Brooks and John Morant and a bunch of guys who are feeling themselves despite not having a single ring or a single trophy up on the shelf. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I know Game 3 is going to be in L.A., and if you are Darvin Ham and you're speaking post-game, you're like, hey, we got what we came for. We got our win in Memphis, and now we have home court. That Okay, you don't want to go seven games with young, fresh legs. And John Morant, is his return is imminent. You need old Anthony Davis. That's what you need. I don't know about villain LeBron. You need productive, double his point total last night, Anthony Davis. And one note, Courtney, for Dylan Brooks here to... I guess give him a little bit of credence, like what he did on the defensive end. Because you look at the box score and you're like, wait, LeBron got 28, Brooks got 12. Why is he chirping LeBron? Brooks as, let's see here, according to ESPN tracking, the Lakers shot 4 of 17 from the field. That's 24% when he finished a play guarding LeBron James. LeBron was 3 of 6 for 7 points with Brooks as the primary defender. No one's saying that Dylan Brooks had a bad game when defending LeBron James, but chirping about the fourth foul and saying, Mm -hmm. you know, calling him dumb, more or less. That's ridiculous to say, oh, like, you're dumb for picking up your fourth foul when you did. I was expecting that coming in game three or game four and to do it in game two. Like, I don't know what you expect. That, to me, was a comment that was a little immature from Dylan Brooks. But then again, the whole thing parlayed into an even more immature display in the locker room from somebody who was, you know, feeling his oats in ways that maybe he won't after a loss if that happens for them in Game 3. Who knows? If they win Game 3, I mean, just give him open run. Like, take away the light at the stand-up comedy club. Just let him go. Oh, there's going to be diss tracks made about that if they win. (laughs) Let him cook. Hey, the NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Nets host the Sixers. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. The 49ers are fielding trade calls on Trey Lance. Are the Niners right to believe that Brock Purdy is their guy long-term? Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott in for the guys. You can also find us anywhere you go uh, via your your smart speaker, your smart telephone, your iTelephone, as Courtney calls it. Uh, Courtney is holding down the regional office in Chicago. We are going to class up the place, at least from the East Coast side of things, okay, because our NFL reporter here at ESPN, Diana Rossini, is joining us uh, via the CC call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. Rossini, uh, where were you when you lost your, your blue check this afternoon? Do you remember? Do you remember where you were? Yes, I, I, I was. I was on West 21st and 11th uh, in downtown Manhattan. And it was hard, man. It was hard. I, I feel like a loser, but I'm really good at breakups, so I'm already <laughs> over it. Uh, but, you know, Randy, I was excited to share this story with you. So, Courtney, you don't know this, but years ago, um, I was texting this woman named Randy for a long time, <laughs> who I thought was Randy Scott, okay? So this woman used to do my hair when I lived in D.C., and she's awesome, <laughs> and you know, work fodder, work gossip. I always just blowed her phone up with stuff like, hey, man, uh, that segment was really good. Um, sorry I messed up on that, but, man, your co-anchor stinks. Whatever I said, you know. And <laughs> she was playing along, too, I guess. Like She was, like, answering me, which is so weird and bizarre. Oh, Either God. way, it turns out years later, Court, I find out that I hadn't been texting Randy Scott, right? Like, it's Randy the hair girl. So... A similar story just happened. Oh. For months, I've been texting with your producer, Shannon. And Shannon is really good at the job. Thorough, good details, text messages me, all the topics we're going to discuss hours before I come on the air. And I always just thought Shannon was a woman. 
thinking this person's very good at their job. They're thorough. They're detail oriented. Has to be a female, right? <laughs> Shannon's the guy. Shannon's the man. And I just found this out 10 seconds before I came on the air. So I'm a little shook right now. Lost my blue Twitter check. And Shannon's a man. You got duped. That's amazing. You got duped. And hopefully we don't get duped by a fake Diana Rossini trying to break information <laughs> leading up to right? the draft. That's my biggest fear. I'm glad that Adam kept his blue check for, for now with the draft coming up in a week and silly season still continuing on. We have no news on Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. But we do know, at least right now, that the San Francisco 49ers have apparently fielded some calls on Trey Lance. And from your reporting, where how serious is this? Because the fact that they're the ones not making the calls, but they're not hanging up on people immediately and they're listening. What does this tell you about their belief that Trey Lance could fit continuing with them going forward or that they might actually consider moving him? Courtney Cronin, you know, the answer to that. And you know, that it's not just teams calling the Niners. This is a two way street. This is how it works in the business, right? So as much as it, there are, some rumors not coming from ESPN, from outside networks that perhaps teams are interested in Trey Lance. A lot of that reporting had details that sounded very uh, 49er friendly. But of course, the San Francisco 49ers have had conversations with teams that are looking for a quarterback because they feel that good about Brock Purdy, right? But the haul they gave up to get Trey Lance and what they can get back right now is very minimal. It would make no sense for them to trade him right now. And from the conversations I've had recently, that's not happening now. It's not going to happen during the draft. And it's not even going to happen probably, um, you know, sometime after the draft. Maybe it could be a situation where we see later on in camp where a starter goes down and the team's desperate enough. But at this point right now, this team is all in on Brock Purdy. They love this guy. And right now with him dealing with, you know, coming off the surgery, he's not throwing yet. They they're going to have to figure out who's going to start the, the season off and perhaps maybe all of September, depending on how this recovery goes. Right now, there's no definite timeline. So you've got Sam Darnold on this roster. You've got Trey Lance. But in terms of who is the future quarterback uh, in San Francisco, it is, at this point, it is not Trey Lance. God, the way things are going in San Francisco, the way things are going with Kyle Shanahan, wouldn't it? It wouldn't surprise me to see Sam Darnold absolutely ball out for like four or five starts uh, out of the gates. We're talking with Diana Rossini, our ESPN NFL reporter on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Diana, the, another quarterback down in Miami, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, being honest, being honest and, and open and, and, and vulnerable about how close he came uh, to embracing his own NFL mortality after last season and going through the concussion issues that he had. He said he was contemplating retirement. How close do you think he came to making that call? Yeah, Randy, I'm so glad that you heard that with compassion because I don't think a lot of people did. I think a lot of people immediately heard him mention or even just say the word retirement and, mm-hmm. and immediately applied it to football and said, oh, this guy's done. If you know, Because the old thought is if you know the second you start saying those words or thinking them then it's probably time um but but that's not the situation there i talked to miami this morning about the tone there and 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 how they are looking at it and they said it's human nature uh someone i spoke to there was like look it's 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 human nature to to have that thought when it's about your life forget football and you have doctors telling you that that you know when you have had two concussions a head injury in a span of four months 
you're going to have to have a serious talk. But the thought of retirement lasted, it was very quick. This was not something he mulled over for, for a few days. Um, apparently, it was just kind of a, a thought for a day or so. So, um, you know, in Arizona, he was talking to the media about this upcoming season. So this stuff was all happening while he was concussed and dealing with, with the head injury. So um, it makes a lot of sense and credit to Tua, as you put it, Randy, for, for being so transparent and honest and to have the guts to say that, knowing that those are going to be people questioning it. Um, but I think the fact that he, he got a double down, in my opinion, for, from, my, from the outside perspective of, of him saying that, because to me, I, I don't think there's anyone more committed to the game of football, knowing that he could go down that path. He had an out, but he's doing everything he possibly can to try to stay healthy. And, and I don't sense any panic in my end. All right, Diana, we appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your social media story and your texting story. And whoever this Randy woman is there in the D.C. area, I'm sure she does a great job. Yeah, no, she does. If you saw my haircut recently, um, I probably need to start going back to Randy. Thanks, guys. No, Thank you, great. Diana. Yeah, Thank Shannon, you. Shannon says the check's in the mail for singing his praises. Love Diana's it. haircut looks looks uh, fantastic, obviously. Uh, Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott in for the guys. Twitter removing the blue legacy check marks. What it means now about people who still have the blue check marks. Courtney, we're gonna spill some. We're gonna spill some tea. We're going to just, we're going to, I mean, listen, you were casting aspersions and, and just calling people into question earlier. We're going to do it again. She's Courtney Cronin. I am not. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Dean Carlin, the podcast. Dean Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott in for the guys. You can join the conversation on the CC call in line, 1-888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. I thought we were going to come back with some end of the road or or some something sad, something maudlin, you know, because of the, well, there it is, yeah, because of the loss. Say goodbye. Because of the loss we got end of the road in there too. We got all sorts of stuff um, because of the loss of the of the blue of the blue check. We asked Diana where she was, and she gave a very New York answer, right down to the pronunciation of Manhattan. But you heard it. I, I we heard did. We bust her on it. The yeah, she's like, I was at twenty first and blah 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 in Manhattan, um, and that's fine. The, the water, the water's good in Manhattan. Uh, Diana sharing some NFL draft insight, uh, and we have this news from Adam Schefter, who still has a blue check mark, and I think it's because. He's in the upper echelon of Twitter accounts. 
and it's and now it is official. Eagles have hired former Patriots assistant coach Matt Patricia as their new senior defensive assistant per sources. Courtney, you justifiably had the same reaction and jumped on it first. You were like, wait, this was the guy calling offensive plays for the Patriots last year. Yeah, and I knew that with Bill O'Brien coming in to be the offensive coordinator, like an actual offensive guy doing his job, Matt Patricia was a defensive guy. It's not that he doesn't know offense, but it's not his wheelhouse. I thought Patricia was just going to go into another role. I really didn't think that he was going to be let let out of his contract. I don't know what the contract situation was, if it was one year, two year. I didn't know this was a possibility that he was going to be shopping around for another team to join in 2023. But it's a little surprising. I guess it's good for him that he's going back to the defensive side of the ball, senior defensive assistant. The NFL loves to create meaningless titles just to give people jobs and pay them buku bucks to uh, <laughs> to assist and do all the defensive things that he will be doing. I don't know exactly what that is, but little strange uh, that this comes out today of all days when most coaching staffs, Randy, have already been in place for at least a couple months. Yeah, yeah, uh, but again, it's a guy who is coming off of. I mean, if you if you trace his trace his run, right? Like he goes from being a defensive mind, we'll say, which can cover a lot of things, uh, in New England. Parlay's that into a head coaching gig in Detroit that fails, and then he comes back to New England, and he's got some you know, offensive play-calling responsibility for a team that didn't make the playoffs, and then uh, and largely, I mean, honestly may have stunted slash ruined Mac Jones's NFL starting quarterback career, and now Parlay's that as he goes back to his defensive roots, but this time over in Philadelphia, where the Eagles do have, I mean, if if you're Patricia, you're like, hey, I'm going from one team that was not going to contend for a title to a team that expects to be in the Super Bowl this year. So it's a massive, in my opinion, upgrade on Patricia's side. I'm just not entirely sure why this move gets done now from the Eagles' side, but they're also replacing most of their defensive staff. It's surprising, but to your point, when they had Jonathan Gannon go to Philadelphia, from Philadelphia to Arizona, and they lost other pieces of their staff during the offseason, there were going to be openings. So, of course, from that timeline, it does make sense why some of the stuff's being filled now. My mind just went to, remember Darius Slay? Former Detroit Lion yeah. Darius Slay. Not Matt Patricia's biggest fan, but according to Nick Sirianni at this press conference, I assume it was their pre-draft availability that they had today, he said that he talked with Darius Slay, and Darius Slay is cool with it. He said he knows it's going to be a great working relationship. We'll see. Um, we'll see how it, how much he's in charge of, too, because it's not like he's coming in there to be the defensive coordinator. They've already made those moves, and, and going forward, this is still a defense that was one of the best. It had the most sacks in the NFL from their defensive line last year, 70 in the regular season. I don't know if Patricia had much success of his own coordinating a defense in Detroit, but to that level at least. But no, it should be – it's just amazing to me where you brought up the point that he may very well have ruined Mac Jones' career as a starting NFL quarterback, yet he gets to go on and have another job. Mac Jones' leash in year three is very short, and that's why the Patriots brought in Bill O'Brien to try to help him get back on track. He comes from the same Alabama offense that that Mac Jones ran when he was there for the Crimson Tide a couple years ago, and 
you hope that he can get back on track and that one coach didn't mess him up. But it's we see this so often in the NFL where mediocre coaches somehow manage to keep getting job after mm-hmm. job after job, and none of it is justified. So we'll see. I don't really know how much – like when you get a position as senior defensive assistant – a lot of weight doesn't get put on that for the good or the bad things that happen. So this, to me, is a way to tuck Matt Patricia away on a staff. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. I don't know what his connections are to the Philly staff. I know that that will come out here yeah. in the coming hours and days to figure out why he landed in Philly. But he seems to have gotten off scot-free after an absolute disaster of a year for him as a play caller, trying his luck on the offensive side of the ball. And then before that, let's not remember how he let's not forget how he left Detroit in 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 a heaping pile of regret and shame <laughs> for how he ran that organization into the ground. And then he winds up with the Patriots. I mean, this this yeah. Matt Patricia reclamation project continues on for another year. I've seen enough, but I guess the Philadelphia Eagles haven't. Can I get that one more time? A heaping pile of regret and shame? Yeah. That's, that's tremendous. How, that's, is that how you sometimes feel? Oh, no, all the time. Let's print the t-shirts right there. I could, I could sleep in that one. Um, and speaking of a, a heaping pile of regret and shame, on the same day that we're focused on removing blue checks, SpaceX... The launch of, I believe, Elon Musk's like space outfit, right, exploded. Like it just, I saw like, that got up in the air and then exploded in what they're calling a quote unquote rapid unscheduled disassembly. Excuse That's what they're me? seriously. That is how it is being spun, and they're saying that it was a success because it wasn't even really supposed to get because as it high, got off the ground. Yes, as it did. So, folks, if you can just avoid getting into a heaping pile of regret and shame by framing things positively like a rapid and scheduled disassembly. I mean, you can succeed in your life. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canty and Carl on ESPN Radio, Kawhi Leonard, breaking news on his availability tonight. Next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.